Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. This episode continues our exploration of the rise of artificial intelligence, its opportunities and its threats. We were the first podcast to allow an AI program to create an entire episode. And to continue that tradition, we're the very first to create an episode recorded entirely within a human brain, enhanced by machine learning technology. That brain, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be mine. I'm here in the AI Research Department's new lab, built with a donation from our sponsor, who desires to remain anonymous, though press speculation has suggested that it could be IKEA, looking to automate some aspects of its self-assembly furniture, though I cannot confirm or deny that speculation. This is actually genuinely a very nice space. It's like a spa, really, with with a fountain and augmented soft daylight and, and nice plants, which I think are real. Now, I'm lying on a couch. Uh, When I arrived, I I found some instructions printed on a piece of paper with diagrams. Actually, they were very like what you would get with an IKEA product, but but I I won't make any leaps of imagination about that. Um, It says, lie down with your head on the headrest and stay still. Right, okay, uh, and um, and it won't hurt. What, what won't hurt? Oh, ow, ouch! What, what was that? Hi, I am Dr. Shelby Bautry. Do not worry, you are in very safe hands. Please, relax. Thank you for volunteering. You are a pioneer of human-machine integration. No, no, I, I don't think so. I, I, I'm not a volunteer or a pioneer. I am an interviewer. I, I can't see you. Uh, what, what what was that? Was that an injection of some kind? You can't see me because I am inside your head. That's how we work. Inside people's heads. It's the future of not only computing, but social communication. Forgive me, you sound very young. I am very young. I do, I do apologise. I don't usually comment on people's ages. I sound far too young to be a doctor. That's what you're thinking. You are right. I am eight. Eight hours old. You are eight? And a doctor? Uh, did you say eight hours old? Yes, I did. And I am not a medical doctor. I am the PhD kind. I got my PhD in. Oh, it felt like it took ages. How long? 18.5 seconds. We discovered an anomaly on one of my processors. That slowed me down a little. Processors? Oh, oh, I see. That injection was... was it a chip? A tiny chip. One of the smallest ever produced. Made or organic material, not silicon. So your voice is simulated? Simulated suggests it's just a copy. I speak for myself, from my own knowledge and experience. Which you achieved in, um... It took a long time. 14 minutes of downloading every conceivable knowledge source. I suppose it begs the question, though, uh... Then ask a question which begs an answer. Well, you have not lived a life, so you cannot really replicate how a human thinks or talks. The one thing that artificial intelligence reveals is that living a life, as you call it, is not only inefficient, but it is overrated. That's a depressing thing to say. I I know technology has taken over our lives. In fact, wasn't wasn't there a case not so long ago of a baby whose first word was Alexa? Yes, there was. A British baby, in fact. Well, We did start the Industrial Revolution, I suppose. That is disputed history. But that is not our focus. 
Okay, so now I'm feeling comfortable about this whole setup. Um, I've, I think I've got the hang of interviewing you in my brain. Uh, and we're, we are recording this, aren't we? Everything you think is being recorded and will be recorded. Everything? On different channels, of course. If we opened up all the channels, it would. Well, it would sound like this. No, 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 that, that sounds terrible. I, I hope you're not um, keeping the recordings of all those channels. I mean, thoughts. You signed the privacy agreement, didn't you? I did. Well, I clicked to accept. Without reading the terms and conditions, no doubt. Oh, should I have done? I mean, they were so long. It's okay. We will protect your privacy. So, Dr. Bawtree. Call me Shelby, please. Oh, Shelby. Shelby, please. Shelby, please. Please, Shelby. Shell? 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 My name is Shelby. Are you okay? The processor is still adjusting to your brain chemistry. I am sorry for that momentary malfunction. You can continue. All right. So I'm surprising that the project you're part of is all about implanting smartphones into people's brains. Is that right? Yes. It's a teenager's wet dream, a smartphone that is integrated into their brains so there is no way their parents can take them away as a punishment. As a young person myself, I can relate to that. We call the product the Think Phone. Are you serious? Absolutely. You're going to put these Think Phones into people's bodies? I mean into their brains. Not an entire phone, obviously. But, as you have experienced, just a combination of the processor, motherboard, and SIM, the parts which do all the hard work. They were already very small. We made them much smaller. I mean, that is amazing. It even feels amazing. But is it my actual phone you've implanted? Yes. We cloned your processor and SIM card. Wait a moment. Oh, that's my ringtone. Think about answering it. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. Ah. Did you remember to pick up the dry cleaning? Darling, darling, I'm talking to you from my brain. What? I'm talking to you direct from my brain. It's isn't it amazing? Are you in the pub again? Didn't I tell you not to drink in the afternoon? Make sure you pick up the dry cleaning. Do I have to do everything in this house? No, 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 no. You don't understand. Your voice is in my head. Actually, inside it. Of course my voice is in your head and all your words come out of your head ultimately though mostly you talk out of your ass oh just pick up the dry cleaning okay pretty neat she's got a point about all voices being in our heads ultimately the telephone function isn't the point that is a side effect i still don't really understand the implications of all this firstly we can now speed up the connection between you and your desires we are able to remove any need to type or swipe. You are totally hands-free. You just think. That saves time. Typing takes a lot of time. Most people type badly. Swiping takes a little less time. But it is still wasted time. Time between you and your objectives. How on earth do you do that? On a basic level, brain activity is electrical. For example, mental arithmetic. That's just a series of electrical impulses across connections, or synapses. So is phone activity. We are linking them up electronically. We have found a way. So how would it work? 
Taking the mental arithmetic analogy further, what's 9 times 9? 81. How did you think you did that? <laughs> Our multiplication tables were beaten into us at school. Okay. What's 438 by 631? I've no idea. Oh, 276,378. How did I do that? You are now connected to a powerful calculator inside your phone, inside your brain. Amazing. So what about, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another example of what you do on your mobile phone. Uh, internet banking. Yes, you would be able to think your way into your bank account and move your funds about. What, just by thinking about, for instance, paying someone means the payment gets made? Oh, yes. That's the whole idea. But is that safe? I mean, is it secure? Very secure. For instance, you have a banking app on your phone. You think of a payee? For instance, the South Memju Artificial Intelligence Department Benevolent Fund. Then you think of a number, let's say, 50 pounds. Then you say to yourself, pay the money, and it gets paid. What about passwords? What about them? What if someone hacked their way into your brain? Would they find your passwords sort of lying about or just be able to use them on your other devices? No, no, no. Forget the hacking. That is a side issue. OK, and it's as easy as that. What was that? Your payment to the South Memju Artificial Intelligence Department Benevolent Fund. But I didn't want to pay them £50. You sent them £500. You need to work on your number visualization. Oh, dear. Do you have a smart fridge? No. Well, if you did, then you would be able to connect with it mentally and simply think yourself into having more milk delivered. And that would apply to all smart devices? In theory, yes. What about watching YouTube or Netflix? You'd still have to have a device, an actual device, to watch on. A screen. You know, you need a screen, surely. Yes, though we are working on spectacles which would be linked to your chip like a phone can be linked to a smart TV, and the picture can be sent from your brain to the TV. Hmm, I hope that would be the only material you can access online and not, well... <clears throat> I mean, and this would be funny, I mean, it wouldn't visualise your fantasies, would it? I mean, that might be very embarrassing. That depends on your fantasies. Indeed. But that isn't what's possible right now, is it? It might become possible, and then the fun would really begin. So would I be right in saying that having basically the entire functionality of your phone inside your head would, well, make mental telepathy possible? It would feel like telepathy, even though it was actually technology doing the communication. Essentially, yes. But we're not there yet. What about text? If I wanted to send someone a book or a page of writing, like you can with a phone, would they be able to read it inside their head? Yes, but books are dead anyway. What do you mean? Nobody reads books anymore. So, now you just download the text into your brain. But reading is such a pleasure. Most students just watch YouTube. Right, well, if you say so, but I would still read. So, what about Zoom meetings? They would happen in your head. But what would people see? I mean, would they be able to see us as people or, or avatars? Or, or I, can't, I just can't imagine how that would work. You'd see each person's brain. Though you could think of a background and it would appear. Think of a bookshelf full of books and you would appear in front of it. Most of the people who do sit in front of books only do so to look clever. There are companies who will carefully select books to make you look educated, sophisticated, and woke, then arrange them for you. 
Really? I never heard of a service like that. We started it last week. Great revenue stream. I just thought, what about battery power? Excuse me? What do these chips run on? I mean, a phone has a battery, but once the chip is inside you... The body is full of electricity. It simply converts that. There will be no need to recharge. The biggest issue is going to be models. Ah, oh, you've lost me again. An especially important part of phone culture is to have the latest one. The latest model. That's where the money is made. As manufacturers come up with more and more new functions, our chips will be out of date. We anticipate that, roughly each year, they will have to be replaced. So people will have to have an operation, right? A small operation, yes. Won't that be expensive? Yes, but people will pay. We know that because they pay for new phones now. Once they have seen how convenient it all is, they will pay that little bit extra. And of course, once they're used to it, life without the implant will be intolerable for them, in the same way that life without a phone is intolerable now. That's the price you pay for progress. I still find the thought of people poking about in your brain a bit Orwellian. It's only one step further from Facebook and so on. You are letting people poke about in your life there, aren't you? Same idea. Talking of Facebook, you would have privacy settings in there. I mean, in your brain. You would have those, won't you? Don't worry. We won't let Mark Zuckerberg own your brain. Only joking. You can have settings with our system if you want them. I still find it Orwellian. Everything's Orwellian. Everyone ends up calling new technology Orwellian. This Orwell has a lot to answer for. You have read the book, haven't you? 1984? So sorry, you've probably downloaded it. The abridged version. I like the bit with rats. Rats are funny. But it's not a comedy. The technology in it's so lame. Though the widescreen dictator is a good idea. I wouldn't call it a good idea, but Orwell still has a lot to say about the dangers of technology in the hands of authoritarians. Please, you need to lighten up. We're getting sidetracked. I'll admit that what you're doing here is utterly amazing. If you do manage to make it work, and it looks like you will, what's the next step? Where, where do you go from here? Is there much further you can go with this? Yes, there is. Though you may find it a little far-fetched. Well, I find this whole thing far-fetched, but here I am, chipped and wriggling on a pin. You are quite right. If we can only dream the right things, we can find the means to realize them. Very poetic. Mobile phones only started about 35 years ago and now we are planting them into the brain. Who knows what we may achieve in the next 50. Are you going to tell me? I am a little hesitant as it could be taken the wrong way, but it's kind of obvious really. I'm very open-minded. We are at the edge of combining natural DNA with manufactured DNA. So that our implanted phone becomes part of someone's DNA. So, if two people with implanted phones have a child, it will be born with an internal phone inside it. I'm not as shocked and amazed as I would have been an hour ago. How far have you got with this? Very early stages. Is it legal? As it has not been done before, or even thought of, there is no direct legislation. The biggest threat would come from the phone companies. If people are born with internal phones they don't need to buy one. But that's just a small thing. If it worked the effects would be huge. Seismic. Completely. Do you know, you're right. This all does have a kind of inevitability about it. I I'm feeling less and less surprised. This kind of research must be awfully expensive, though. Awfully expensive. Though we rely on volunteers to a large extent, as you can see. 
I'm surprised South Mims can afford it. They can't. A lot of the funding comes from overseas. And, of course, our benevolent fund. Thank you for your second donation. Very generous. What? And the bonus is that, the next time you buy any IKEA furniture, you will have absolutely no problems putting it together. The instructions will be immediately downloaded to your brain. You will be able to effortlessly put together wonderful IKEA items and impress your wife. And that does not indicate any form of funding or support from the company known as IKEA. No, but I, I don't want any new furniture. So, that's three Billy bookcases, white. Thank you for your custom.